People always do things we have no business doing. People always do things we have absolutely no business doing. We often find ourselves involved in situations and circumstances that we wish that we had not gotten ourselves involved in or allow ourselves to become uh, attached to. For example, when things go wrong in relationships and the relationship ends badly, whether it's with a friend or a loved one or someone that we're married to, uh, we tend to blame ourselves for the fallout and we blame others uh, for the fallout if we get hurt behind it. New relationships are often the most difficult to say no to, but they're even more difficult when it's a member of the opposite sex that we are attracted to or that's attracted to us. Greetings brothers and sisters, I'm Pastor Keith and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. Today's message is titled, Just Because You Can Doesn't Mean You Should. Today's message is titled, Just Because You Can Doesn't Mean You Should. As Christians, we are generally open to uh, fellowshipping with new members at church and making new acquaintances at ministry events and functions and other gatherings. And although we're very watchful and mindful of certain things, typically when someone requests uh, to become our friend in uh, social media settings, we're generally very open to uh, doing so. And for those of us who work outside of the ministry or work in an office of our own uh, within the ministry, we tend to connect with new people and new colleagues and, and new clients. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we should. Relationships take work. Uh, whether it's a new friendship or it's someone that you're dating that you're looking forward to marrying uh, or even if you're already married, relationships take work. Relationships are not always one-sided and you often hear about uh, one person giving 50% uh, to the relationship and the other person giving their 50% to the relationship. But in order for a relationship to fully work and be fully effective and to be fully uh, beneficial to both parties, uh, this party has to give 100% and this person has to give 100%. Because if you only give 50% over here, uh, you're halfway short. And if this person whether if someone you're dating or your significant other or a spouse only gives 50%, they're halfway uh, short. So it takes 100% over here, 100% over here in order for that relationship to work. Christians are not immune to bad relationships or the fallout that comes with them. Christians are not immune to bad people or the baggage they bring with them. Christians are not immune to sin and the penalty that comes with it. And as Christians, we are not immune to making mistakes and the problems that come along with them. And certainly, as Christians, we are not immune to temptation 
and the test that comes along with it. So before you get into a new relationship, especially if it's with a member of the opposite sex, and it's someone that you don't intend on making a life with or marrying and making a life with, and you find yourself attracted to that person or you become aware that that person is attracted to you, think about this before you make that decision. Uh, today's message is titled, again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. When two people come together to have sex and they are married but they are not married to each other, uh, it's called adultery. And when those same two people uh, come together and if they are not married at all but they come together to have sex and they are not married to each other or not married at all, uh, it's called fornication. Adultery and fornication are both sins and we know the penalty uh, for sin. Here's a typical situation and one that I see often, uh, that I counsel often and that I get calls on often. You meet someone new and whether it's at church or whether it's at uh, a bar or whether it's at a library or wherever it is, on the street, in Walmart, Walgreens, it doesn't matter where it is, Sam's Club, uh, you meet someone and you find yourself being attracted to them or find out that they are attracted to you. And you're married. You are married, but you're, you, you might feel like your spouse hasn't been appreciating you as of late. Or it may have been you feeling unappreciated or lonely may have been building up and building up and building up over a long period of time. And let me add another variable to that in that any arguments that you and your spouse had uh, where that spouse, you or your spouse, had to be right or your spouse had to be right when they were clearly wrong that doesn't help matters much when you meet someone else that you find yourself attracted to or you find out that they are attracted to you. In fact, arguments can make you start to think about what it would be like to no longer be with your spouse. So, the opportunity arises where this new person that you've recently met opens the door and you find yourself tempted by the thought of what it would be like to follow through on the action. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Brothers, let's say you're at work. You're a supervisor and meaning you're in leadership and, and you are supposed to lead by example. And you have to interview a woman uh, that you consider drop-dead gorgeous. And although she's not qualified for the position, uh, you have the authority to hire her anyway. Let me stop you right there and just give you some bullets for your gun and some uh, arrows for your quiver. Let me give you a little bit of ammunition in your arsenal. Uh, and it goes right back to today's title, the, the title of today's message, Just Because You Can, 
doesn't mean you should. Sisters, let's say you're at work and your husband at home hasn't been treating you like he used to or the way that you are used to. Let's say he's been lacking in love and also running behind in romance. And there hasn't been much lately or for a long period of time in the way of him uh, taking you to a movie or taking you out places to eat or even just holding your hand while you're going for a walk. But this joker at work, this guy at work, the new guy, has been giving you the eye. You consider him handsome and everybody at work, all the other girls at work consider him a hunk. Let me stop you right there so that you remember God and remind yourself that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Before you take any other steps toward him, toward a new relationship, and forget about the one that you have been blessed with at home, let me stop you right there and tell you that just because you can does not mean you should. Brothers, let's say you're in leadership at church and that means that you're the pastor or one of the associate ministers or a head deacon or even chairperson or one or over one or more of the ministries. Too many times we have seen women be the downfall of married men in the ministry. A man's weakness together with a woman's willingness equals a bad combination. So brothers, let's say one of the female members uh, under your leadership begins paying you extra attention. She says nice things to you and she flashes a smile when she looks into your eyes and even touches you a little as she approaches you or when you're having a conversation. None of which you're getting at home. All you get at home is antagonism and get blamed for this and blamed for that and all kinds of negativity and you start to listen to what this new female has to say. Let me stop you right there because again today's message is all about just because you can doesn't mean you should. Then one day sister not your wife asks you to come to her house. She says that she needs some help with a project that she's working on for the church but you should recognize and you should realize that that is a clear signal and a green light that says I'm available and here's the invitation. Again, let me stop you right there and you can stop yourself right there by just saying just because I can does not mean I should. And sisters, let's say you are a part of the leadership team at church which means that you are the first lady or one of the associate ministers or the chairperson of the women or the chairperson of another one of the ministries. And one of the male members under your leadership is a fairly new member. Now you are married and even though you may think he's handsome or that you think he's fine, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you should not go there but all those muscles makes you melt. But wait! He's married too, to that sister whose face you keep smiling in. 
And then one day, he shows up for Bible study, and his wife is not there with him. After Bible study, everybody else leaves, and you are there all alone with him because he stayed behind to work on some other stuff that he was already working on, but you could have left. And somewhere in your mind, you've been thinking about what you would do or how you would react if the situation or a moment like this came up. But let me stop you right there and just remind you so that I get you to remember God and remind yourself that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Brothers and sisters, every situation between two people, every situation does not have to involve sex. There are numerous other temptations uh, out here in the world that can easily beset you. For example, you could be a brother who was just offered a job as a bouncer or a bartender uh, paying 10 times more than you make on your day job. But you know that if you take that job at that club, you're going to be easily and eventually tempted by the half-naked, intoxicated, single and searching women who are going to think you are their personal protection. And you know that there is a strong possibility that at some point they are going to start using you and breaking you down no matter how strong you think you are they're gonna start breaking you down in one situation or circumstance to where they make it simple or as simple and as easy and as harmless as you just walking them to their car and that's where it typically starts it normally starts with something as subtle as something that you will not think about as you getting into a situation that you can't get out of so you might think that it's just as harmless and as simple as you being offered a job paying more money than you've ever made on your day job but it has other variables and other consequences and other issues behind it that you can't see unless you look at them with your spiritual eyes so let me stop you right there and tell you to remember God and remind yourself that just because you can does not mean you should. Sisters, let's say you've gone to school for a long time getting educated and now has come the time for you to be celebrated and graduated. Weeks go by and you finally land that dream job of you being the executive assistant to a whole group of male lawyers. Now you have a man at home. You have a man at home but he's not as successful or even as handsome as those lawyers that you work with and you start to notice those little subtle differences. And as par for the course, you are always approached because of your friendliness and your outgoing personality by one of the many members of that law firm. They may approach you and ask you something that may seem as harmless as you just going out to lunch or you just going to a place to get something to eat after work. And even though you may be tempted, let me stop you right there so that you remember God and remind yourself that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Brothers and sisters, 
There are an endless number of situations and scenarios, circumstances and choices that we all have to face each and every single day. And throughout those variables, you may be put into a position or even push yourself in a into a position uh, to where you have to make a decision. But just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And for you married brothers and married brothers and sisters out there, let me remind you that a wedding vow is between you, your wife, or you, your husband, and God. And breaking that vow means that you've broken the tie that binds the three of you together. We have to remind ourselves that a covenant is between us and God. And breaking that covenant to fornicate or to adulterate means that you've broken that tie that binds you and God together. There are all kinds of men and women who are in all kinds of position in the ministry and in the church who find themselves unappreciated or lonely at one point in time. No marriage is perfect. No relationship is perfect. Every relationship, especially marriages, take a tremendous amount of work. There are also all kinds of men and women who are unsaved and not in the church who find themselves lonely and unappreciated at one time or another. No amount of tissues can dry tears of loneliness. And you can find yourself in the path of a Christian man or woman or a worldly man or woman when they are at their most vulnerable and they may offer themselves to you. But remember God and remind yourself that just because you can doesn't mean you should. And if you are the one who is feeling lonely and unappreciated and you have started or you are starting to let your eyes and ears and other parts of your body stray towards someone else, remember God and remind yourself that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Many of you know that my wife and I have been together for 30 years. We've been blessed to raise two daughters, ages 31 and 26 as of this taping, and we have four grandchildren. And we have been blessed abundantly within our marriage and within the church and within our ministry. And if you've heard either one of our testimonies, you know that it has not been a bed of roses. We have arguments, we disagree, and we often don't even believe in the same things. And over the last three decades, both of us, if you've heard our testimony, have wanted to leave on more than one occasion. But just because we could, doesn't mean we should. Now, if God has stepped in and is ordering your steps from one person to the path of another, then by all means pack your bags, get to stepping, and don't look back. And don't even worry about what happens 
once you leave, let God handle the fallout. There aren't many things that are more stressful than a loveless marriage or a marriage of convenience or a marriage that is strictly brought together for the sake of the ministry. And what I mean is that uh, when the two of you are at home, uh, that you don't act like husband and wife, uh, but when you are out and about, uh, you put on that false face and that image and pretend that you are husband and wife. Or that you are a loving couple. I've seen it too many times and I've counseled people through it and I've witnessed it and I've helped others get through it and I've written about it uh, over many years. A marriage without love is a marriage that will not last long and a marriage without romance is certainly a marriage that will not last long. A marriage that is solely based on money is a marriage that probably will not last very long. And a marriage, you'll hear me say it and you'll see me stand on it, a marriage that is based solely in the ministry it is not a marriage that will probably last. Most of the situations I've seen and continue to see are where first ladies are the lonely spouse. Because their pastor husband loves the church more than he actually loves his wife and that is completely out of order. Scripture tells husbands to love your wives as Christ loves the church and gave his life for it. But on the flip side of that coin, I've also seen and counseled and witnessed and ministered to people and couples who, where pastor husbands are living miserable lives with first ladies who browbeat them constantly and verbally abuse them constantly, whether openly or, or privately, and that is also out of order. Scripture says it's better to live on the corner of a rooftop than with a quarrelsome wife. And I've also witnessed, and I continue to see, that there are couples, both married and unmarried, saved and unsaved, who force themselves to stay together even though they are miserable for one reason or another. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Brothers and sisters, temptation is on every corner, in every crevice, in every church, and in every nation. But just because you are approached by temptation does not mean that you have to get caught up in any situation. You don't have to break covenant until and unless God himself is moving you in the direction to do so. God himself is the only one who should be able to break down a marriage where two people are living together in misery if and only if they would be more effective to him and bring him more glory if they were married to other people. God's purpose and his plan is always perfect. And I believe that if he has to restructure your life to where he takes you out of one marriage, where you are miserable and ineffective in the church and in the ministry, and puts you into a marriage that will be effective, bring him glory, and be most effective, 
than being over here in the church and in the ministry, I believe that God will remove you from here and plant you all the way over here. But when people divorce for their own selfish reasons, be it money or a man or wealth or a woman, whether they are in the church or in the ministry or living unsaved lives, I believe those marriages are destined to fail. And I am a living witness to the stress, the strain, the problems, and the persecution that comes upon those marriages once those two people decide to go down that road. And the amount of pressure that it puts on the families around those two individuals is completely and totally uncalled for because they could make the decision to do it right. Again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. When new relationships are born out of selfishness rather than sacrifice, they rarely work out for the good of those involved. God is not mocked. And before church, there was family. And without family, there is no church. God wants things done, decent and in order, especially in our relationships. And he does not waver in his word. If you're in a situation where you are tempted to stray, simply walk away. Just because you can stray doesn't mean you should. Ask God, ask God to give you peace that passes all understanding because it will guard your heart and your mind if you let it. It will work if you work it. Satan cannot pull you into situations of temptation when your feet are firmly planted. So you need to be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. You should not be moved. You should not be moved by a way a man or a woman looks or how they smell or how they carry themselves or how, what, how they dress. You should not be moved by things that they do or things that they say or what their body looks like. You should be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. You should not be moved by all that garbage. It is only a man or a woman who is going to look at your outer appearance because God himself says he looks at your heart. Temptation does not need your participation. There are many men and women out there who want to adulterate and fornicate, but it does not have to be you. The moment you ignore it, and the moment you walk away from it, it will go mess with somebody else. Every open door doesn't mean you're supposed to walk in. And believe me, every opportunity isn't free. There are hidden costs that you do not want to have to pay later. So brothers, when a woman holds up a sign saying Proverbs 7, you hold up a sign saying, no thanks, I'm going to heaven. And sisters, if a man holds up a sign saying that he's God's gift, you turn around and hold up a sign saying, no thanks, it's time for me to shift. Remove yourself from such situations and 
you will not be drawn in to temptation. Listen, people are always doing things that we absolutely know we have no business doing. We are always getting ourselves involved in situations that we know we shouldn't even be involved in. And you've probably heard that old adage where it says, when the cat is away, the mouse will play. Or the old adage that says, when a mouse can't find cheese in one hole, he will go search other holes to find it. Well, let me tell you a third one, which I came up with myself. When a mouse is running around the house, there is a trap waiting to go snap. Brothers and sisters, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. I'm Pastor Keith, and thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you, and may He keep you today and always. In Jesus' name, amen.